You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast done by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening. <sighs> so quit listening, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> I've never heard you talk with a lisp before. Though. Neither have I. I don't know. <laughs> that was yeah, just, like, that was just genuine ever pressure induced. Uh huh. Anyways, um, Hi, so guys, everybody. guess what? I just watched A Quiet Place. It's pretty. <laughs> the just, first one? No, the second one. Uh, the second you one. Know. Oh, I that's why we're here. About? I watched yeah, it last yeah, Thursday. Yeah. It's yeah, a week ago. Was about a week, a week ago. Week when ago? did it come out? Uh, the 27th or something. Two weeks oh, so ago. it's been out a yeah, little while. That makes sense. Forever. I was like, oh, it's just me and Cassie in the theater. COVID had nothing to do with that. but right. um, I, I saw, I saw it on a Sunday at like, I don't know, it was like 2 p.m. And there was, I don't know, a good 15 people in the theater. So I was pretty happy with that. It's nice to see more people in the theaters. I yeah. like I like them by myself personally, so um, I can be as loud as I want. I'm just kidding. Don't be loud <laughs> in a quiet place. That's yeah, right. You're That's watching like... it wrong. But the worst part about it is like when you can hear the audio of the other movie like next door to you. Yeah, super uh, you guys are in them cheap theaters. Bro. Well, no, was, I remember. <laughs> I know I was because I saw I um I saw quite the first one I saw in Illinois at the that like Paramount whatever it is. Oh theater, yeah, yeah, that one's in, trash. In the giant theater, and it was cool. And like, thankfully, the people in the um like in the audience in the theater did pretty well. Like they weren't being super loud, but you could occasionally because I think. Like that came out the same time that like Pacific Rim or Godzilla or something oh. <laughs> came out. So like sometimes you could kind of hear stuff, um, but actually that's why Kenzie initially wasn't super stoked to see it like in the theater because she's like, I don't know when she because when she saw it, she said there were like a bunch of high schoolers there and there were like constantly like they're whispering to each other and everybody was moving and like he. It uh, wasn't dude. quiet. That's so annoying. I know. That that A Quiet Place 1, and this one kind of had it, but A Quiet Place 1 was literally my favorite theater experience ever. Really? It was, yeah, mm. it was so cool. It was like, I mean, the, the theater was like practically full, and literally you didn't hear a peep, dude. Everyone was silent, and like you could tell everyone was just so immersed in like oh, the, yeah. the atmosphere. If I could go back, I think I'd try and watch it at a, a, a more high class theater that you know has soundproofing. Adobe um, Digital Experience, yeah. <laughs> dude. That's that's what I did for this one. I went and I saw it in the the Dolby you know theater or whatever where they use yeah. the special sound, and they, it was it was the right decision. It's more See, expensive, yeah. but for a movie like this, a hundred percent worth it. But yeah. I mean, when you go to the cheap theaters, you almost get a, like a two for one. Like I got to listen to one movie. Yeah, um, right. while, while Quiet Place was quiet, so it's like you know, nonstop action. <laughs> so yeah, what's the other movie you're going to review for us? Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, Peter Rabbit today. Oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I have no clue what was going on in the other theater. It was loud though; they made some noise. It was, it was exciting. <laughs> People were having a good time. Um, so Davis, I wanted to call you out on something. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. shoot. So, 
before we get into like kind of our reviews, non non spoiler reviews, Davis. So, uh, if you if you are a frequent listener of this podcast, you know we have an ongoing gag where we tell a certain person not to listen. Well, I, Davis, I, I have a question. What did Carol do to you? Because you have said, don't listen, Carol, so many times. Every really? time that you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went back, and because I was curious, because the last time you said it, I was like, I feel like he's done that before. And I went back and listened to the beginning of every one of our podcasts. And out of the six intros you've done, four have been for Carol. Really? No way. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Yikes. And so, so yeah, Davis, what did Carol do to you? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I know a Carol personally other than Carol Baskin. <laughs> I think we know the reason is just from the walking dead. Is that what you're talking about? No, Carol Baskin's from tiger King. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, I haven't seen a tiger King. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You can. It's, it kind of had its cultural moment. I feel like if you watched it now, it'd be crazy, but it wouldn't be as exciting because nobody would be talking about it. So, it just looked weird to me. It is very weird. But yeah, but we've been doing this before Tiger King came out, and those, right? Yeah, that's true. And, and you've been using Carol for a while. I don't know. It's just deep in my subconscious. I'm not supposed Yikes. to like people named Carol. Yikes. Dang. So. Yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? I got to respect He's doubling the commitment. Down. Yeah, I got to <laughs> respect the Doubling down. down. Get out of here, Carol's. <laughs> Unless you're nice. No, today's, you can... today's Samantha. <laughs> Carol can listen to this one. You're welcome, Carol. <laughs> you're just not supposed to listen to Davis. Yeah, all. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, a Quiet Place. A shush place, too. Um, what do you guys think? Davis, go. Um... I liked it. I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's super a spoiler, but just the, there is a possibility for a third movie. And we could kind of talk about this um, later in the podcast with spoilers and stuff, but I think it would be cool and I could go into why, but I, it also, like Quiet Place and Quiet Place Do Two had way different, uh, like it was a completely different experience. I felt like you still got some of the scary, you know, whatever. Which honestly, I'm not a huge fan of. I'm more invested in the story, and I think the concept is amazing. Um, but you, yeah, you still got some of like the alien scary stuff, but it was also more. Like, it felt more of, like, a survival type, like, I don't know, Last of Us or something video game feel instead of, like, a true, this is very scary. I don't know. That's kind of how the first one felt, but I still feel like the first one was more, I don't know, genuine or something. Somebody somebody else talking, maybe I'll figure out yeah, what i'm trying just, to say you're just embarrassing yourself at this point honestly so. well fine kyle you you say stuff <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding i i truly enjoyed this one uh i definitely agree with davis it wasn't as good as the first one i don't think anything is gonna like i don't know if anything can beat that experience like your first walk like watch it especially if you had a good theater experience i don't know it's just so cool uh but yeah i, I truly enjoyed this one 
I think um, kind of to go off what Davis was saying, I think the trailers kind of maybe deceived a little bit with the tone of the movie. Um, I watched a trailer and I got kind of bummed because I was like, the, the trailer made it look way more of like, um, it was going to be like, I don't know, more of an action movie. Like, oh, let's take the fight back. And, you know, now we got to fight all these humans. And which, I mean, you know, there was some of that when, and we can talk that when we get into spoilers, but I don't know. I think, I think the trailers made it seem a little bit more of an, an actiony movie than it was. And I think, I think it, it did a good job of, um, you know, keeping parts that were just like the first one that kind of like, you know, parts of the first one that made it so cool. I think they did a good job of incorporating it. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm excited to get into spoilers. There's a few scenes that I like absolutely loved and, I definitely am going to go back and rewatch this one for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the one thing I realized going into this, so, so going in, you guys, we try not to text each other about movies, um, to keep our like, um, reactions to each other pretty raw, but you guys told me it wasn't as intense or as, um, suspenseful as the first one um i was uh, uh i was very much in spence in spence yeah i'm sticking with it in um <laughs> i was it, it i and i realized i haven't watched like any um suspenseful movies or like action-packed movies uh, as of late i realized i've been watching a lot of modern family at Kyle. Uh, yeah, that's a very, and, a very different vibe. It, yeah, it right. is. Um, I, <laughs> I, I realize, like, I just, it's, I've been watching a lot of happy, feel good movies, and this was just such a 180. Um, and I was just, it was, it was suspenseful for me. I, I like, I don't, I, I haven't watched the first one in quite a while, so I can't say. If, uh, yeah, for certain. It's it's, I, it's probably not as suspenseful. Like I don't doubt that in the least bit. Um, but I think I I was in a very different mindset back then than I am today, and so <laughs> um, I know that makes a big impact. I feel like that. But go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, no, I I was just gonna say that that's kind of like yeah, it wasn't as suspenseful. I I think on the first movie, I was just like literally on the edge of my seat, like you know, 80% of the movie in this one, it was more like, I don't know, 40, 50% of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely some really good, like suspenseful, you know, scenes and, and stuff like that. So, and, and that's, yeah. Like I enjoyed how they stuck to that and, and kept that through this one. Yeah. I, thought, I definitely, yeah, one, sure. honestly, one of my favorite parts was the sound design. I don't remember if the first one did this uh, as effectively, but like the constant, like switching between like, hearing and not hearing like and how they embedded that into the story yeah. was just flawless and it just oh it just made me feel so good watching it and hearing it and i was just like oh I was, it's just it's just too good it's, it's yeah amazing. and and i don't know if they did it in the first one where they like you had the viewpoint of the the daughter who was deaf and like they had a couple of really intense scenes in this where they switched and it was just from her point of view completely silent and that was just like unnerving i was like oh my gosh it's just like 
I couldn't imagine being deaf in that kind of situation. And I think they did a wonderful job of making you feel just how like scary that is. Mm -hmm. And and they only did it like, I don't know, two, three times, but it was so effective. It was very impactful. Um, or then when they like had the scene where like it was from her perspective, quote unquote, with like she you couldn't hear anything, and then John Krasinski, her dad, came up and like touched her, and as soon as like he touched her, it's like switch perspectives, his perspective now, and you could hear again, and that was like, um, it was just it was just incredible. Um, they yeah, did a phenomenal hundred percent, hundred percent. So I I gave this movie a solid eight point five. Um, what do you guys think? I think we're grading already. I forgot the the flow. Um, yeah, we usually grade before. Oh, okay, spoilers. okay, okay, dude. So I, that way, if, people can. You know. I guess for my grading scale, if I'm doing this out of like for this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's different. Or, I don't know. Well, how did you grade it? Did you grade it for this year? I just or overall, I grade it like, as all like all movies I've seen kind of combined. Like this is the best movie I've seen this year, by far. Right. Okay. Got you. I'd probably give it. Um, I don't know, either like a nine or nine point five. I really enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah, I think the first one for me, if we would have reviewed it, was a straight up ten. <clears throat> um, oh and wow. So this one I think was really good, but not quite as good. So that's uh, kind of my logic behind that. I give it uh, an eight point six. Okay, you just you just wanted me to. <laughs> have the lowest score just so you can continue <laughs> saying that I'm the Debbie Downer when it comes to movies. I see how it is. David. I mean, okay. in fairness, I actually went back <laughs> through my texts and because somebody asked me how it was and I told them it was an 8.6. So, okay. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> He's factoring that evidence right now. Uh-huh. Should we, should we talk to, uh, or talk about spoilers? Yes. I think it's spoiler time. Should we talk to spoiler Steve? Spoiler, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. Davis, make some alarm sound for spoiler <laughs> warning. Wii U, Wii U, spoiler time. Wii U. Perfect. Gosh, I think we just lost half our audience. <laughs> if not, nobody made it past the spoiler, no. I'll I'll, uh, I'll make it like techno or something. Immediate like, squish. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, spoiler time. So John Krasinski was in it. I guess I did mention that. Um, yeah, but he's in the trailer. So yeah, that's true. So he comes back to life. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's <laughs> crazy and very scary. I, I would have been so ticked. <laughs> I hate it when movies do that. Like kill off a character in such a meaningful way, and then they're like, "Oh, but by this blah blah blah." <laughs> oh, I know. It Tell me about me it, so Loki. Oh, I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dude, speaking of John Krasinski, though, he sure killed it. Like, yeah, he did. I don't know what background he has in film or if he has a film background or whatever, uh, but he did such a good job directing this movie and writing. He directed it and wrote it, which I thought overall it was a phenomenal job, like continuing on from the first movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, like I mentioned from the trailers, I was scared it was going to like completely, you know, change tones, be much more of a you know, oh, let's take the fight back to these things. Uh-huh. Um, but it very much wasn't. I mean, there was that aspect to it. Um, but it, it was much more still nice and confined and in their little, you know, kind of sp- space of the world, you know. Right. And so I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. And, and to just piggyback off that, it, it really felt like 
they had like this was like the plan in the beginning like that's that's how it felt to me at least like this was the story that they wanted to continue telling uh before they even finished writing a quiet place one that that's how i felt and when it feels like that it's it's a good sequel in my opinion <laughs> yeah for sure and like oh man there were just some crazy incredibly done scenes and like i one of my favorite scenes and also like my least favorite is just the the scene where um uh what's the what's the kid's name is it like Marcus? Is it Marcus? They don't have names. I'm pretty sure they do. Either way, the, the kid, um, when he steps on that bear trap, oh, that was just that was such gross. an incredibly done scene. It was like you just felt the pain of that kid and the fact that, you know, Emily Blunt's character like runs over and is like trying, you know, like hurting for this kid, but trying to get him to stay quiet because she knows like, like she's probably about to lose this kid. Oh my gosh. It just like ripped my heart out and like so well done. It's probably, it's definitely one of my favorite scenes, even though it's just like so brutal to watch. Oh, oh my dude, gosh. That you could feel the pain. Literally, literally. Oh. I like, I almost couldn't even look at the screen. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a lot. I will say, I don't know. I think that it was just part of me that continued to get mad at the kid i i feel like this this scene wasn't as bad because like yes he stepped in a bear trap but what an idiot yeah there are like there are some horror movies i feel like uh quiet place one and i haven't seen it for a long time but that i can remember there's nothing that anybody does that's like no you idiot like obviously that's gonna be bad like it it genuinely they're just fighting for their lives like they're making they're not making dumb choices um and i feel like the one the one problem that i had was the um when he went into the i don't know what a boiler thing and he like he didn't put the towel over it so that it locked and as soon as that happened i was like i knew that was going to happen i'm kind of annoyed I, like not kind of annoyed, really annoyed that that did happen. Like I get it. It was a stressful situation, but also I feel like, I don't know. That was one of those moments for me where I was like, you made a dumb move. You should have known that. Like you've done this a bunch of times. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that part made you mad and not the part where he just left the the basement. That's what ticked me off. I like completely understood the forgetting of the towel. Like, yeah, you know, he's he, I don't think he in the movie actually was the one to ever put the towel there. So like his muscle memory definitely isn't there. And when you're running from something that's about to kill you, I completely understand that. But when he went off on his own, like, for literally upstairs. no purpose. Yeah, there was, like, there was no purpose. And he just left. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're an idiot. That's the part that ticked me off. I don't know. Okay, yeah. You're, I forgot about that part, and you're right. <laughs> I am definitely way more mad at that part. Yeah, I was like, that's that's one of the things that made me mad. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, why do you, like, give him a purpose. Like, I don't know. I think he should Make have him hurt hungry. something. Make or, him look for food. Yeah, like, he hurt yeah. something, and he thought maybe his mom was in trouble or something. Give him some sort of purpose to, like, get out there and snoop around. But there just wasn't. <laughs> That's what it ticked me off. Yeah, he was just, like, bored. 
Yeah, yeah right. That for me is almost as bad as him stepping in a bear trap. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> um, speaking of him going up to uh, that area to find, like, Emmett's wife dead, I thought, like, that, like, she died. I thought that was his house. kid. I thought he oh, was that his kid? kid? That's what I thought. I thought he said the kids went in the beginning. No, I think it's the other way around. I think he lost one of his kids. Like, I guess I don't remember. You could be right. I'm not exactly sure on the talking things. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember because I thought he lost his kids early on because he definitely said that his wife, like they were living in a house or something, but that she got uh Sick. Like, sick or yeah, something. she got and, like, sick she and then, sleep quiet. Yeah, she like started screaming or something. And so, like, yeah, and so, I don't know. Like to me, this almost like sets him up to be like lying. Like I thought they were going to do something with that, and that's kind of kind of kind of how they ended. Not so much on a cliffhanger, but like, hey, we can, we're going to do ep- like part three. Um, I feel like they kind of set him up to be a liar. And like we might learn more about his backstory, and he might not be as uh, such a redeemed character as we might think. I don't know. That's just kind of what I was thinking. Um, yeah, I I was I I agree that I was like skeptical of him a lot of the movie. I did not think like, and maybe they did do that on purpose. Like, I definitely wasn't trusting him. But by the end of the movie, I was completely on his side. Like, I don't think he goes through the same the things that he goes through, and is like not a trustworthy person at the end of that. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially like the scene at the docks, which was really cool, and also I think um, it like it was a little bit of the people turning against people, and so I thought it was kind of interesting to just kind of build out that world more to say like, yeah, you know, that people aren't completely wiped out. But I think, like Emmett said, you know, the people that aren't are not really worth saving, and like you, you do get to see that, and it's just kind of interesting, like how they live, and also, I don't, it does draw into question, like how many people in this world are moving around and yeah. like walking around wharfs to see, like to find a little girl, you that know, actually so they can rob. Her. That to me was my downvote, to be honest, um, of this movie is is that part. Um, because it didn't because make sense, or because you just didn't m- like the scene. I actually thought it made a little bit of sense. I think that like they figured out what the Beyond the Sea song meant, and they were like almost like guarding the boats to like like rob people. So. That I that's what I interpreted it as, um, and so there's probably a lot of people that tried to get to the the island but never made it because of those scumbags. Um, right. Yeah, but I I don't know. To me, I was really worried going into this movie that it was going to be very much like people are the real monsters and um, like not have to worry about like so much the whatever the aliens are. Um, But they didn't do that as much, but this kind of delved into that. And I feel like that, that story has been told so many times. It's like, especially in like the walking dead series. 
where it's like the zombies aren't really the threat anymore. It's like people are the threat. And I feel like a lot of like uh, post-apocalyptic sci-fi movies kind of delve into that. And so I'm glad they didn't do that a ton, but they did do it a little bit. And so that's probably my down vote. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, I I understand that. And I, I agree. Like I didn't want that to be this movie, but like also in the world that it is in the world we have today, like, it's almost impossible to do a movie like that and not have that part in the story because it's so accurate. Yeah. You know, people would do that. It's like, you know, by leaving it out, like, I don't know. I, I understand you kind of have to do it just because like, literally that's going to happen. You're going to have people just being horrible people and just ambushing people. And yeah, it makes it almost, it would make it almost less realistic if everybody was, you know, right. That's yeah. Friends and everything. Yeah, I guess it just to me it just feels like an exhausted story arc. Um, I guess I didn't think about it in that aspect. Like it's kind of a necessary exhausted story arc, but um, I don't know. It it just kind of I'm just tired of it and it annoys me. But I so to me what was more interesting was it's a similar concept, but when like the man on the island, which is how he's actually casted as the. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't know. Jimin um, Honsu. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> he like him talking about how like the there was twelve boats of the Coast Guard like, willing to take people. We can and, just call him Heimdall. Heimdall. Um, but there were twelve boats, and then people like got freaked out and just started pushing and screaming each, at each other, and like only two boats made it because of people's selfishness. So that to me, I felt like was a better um, way to articulate the evils of human nature or selfishness, at least. Um, Also, he's definitely not Heimdall. Heimdall is Idris Elba. (laughs) That's what I was like. I was like, I'm I'm very sorry. I didn't say anything. I just, I trusted you. I trusted you. Yeah. So did I, I was, that's the last time that happens. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll see myself out. (laughs) <laughs> what is that what else is that guy in i don't even know he's he i have his imdb yeah he's oh, in uh, the guardians of the galaxy yeah he's in guardians uh, of the galaxy that's his oh he's in he's in tarzan of course that guy oh yeah that's him because everyone saw the tarzan i did it was very good i did not i liked it he's in <laughs> shazam he was in oh he was in how to train your dragon 2 Oh, what a guy! Yeah. Oh, look, he was in a quiet place too. Oh, oh, wow! Look shoot. at that. Dang. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys feel about the whole aspect of like they can't swim? Like that's their weakness. I was kind of confused. I mean, it like it definitely makes sense. Their bodies are super, you know, long and lanky and like. Yeah, I assume they're pretty dense and they can't like it makes sense that they would just sink. But mm-hmm. I was a little confused because in the first quiet place when the basement is flooding, the monster thing and like he's down there with Emily Blunt and the baby and, and it like goes underwater. It seems very comfortable. Yeah, like comfortable to just like it just closes up its face thing and then slips underwater which was terrifying. And, yeah. Uh, 
but so then I was like, as soon as it fell in the water, I was like, holy crap, it could swim. And then it, it couldn't. <laughs> so I, it was a little confused, but I like I do understand because that water was like, you know. Right, that's what I was going to say. In the house, like it could easily just walk on the floor. <laughs> like, right. No oh, problem. Yeah. yeah. So. But to Davis's point, it did just, it seemed like a very comfortable thing for it to do. Um, so there is some... Uh, discrepancies. I mean, I guess it's a new environment, though. So, like, I, does that thing even know that it can't swim? Type of thing. Like, is it any different than it just walking on a normal? Place? I mean, I feel like you kind of have to know if you're gonna try and breathe. I mean, like, yeah, that's true. I feel like if you don't know what water is, and like you, you go in it and you're not able to breathe, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I guess maybe it, how long had it been like 400 some odd days? Maybe they had gone fishing in a small lake. And so, <laughs> yeah, right. um, they can, so the thing is like, especially in the first one, like if they can hear as well as like the movie depicts, like in water, they would be able to hear everything like sound travels so well in water. Like, well, that's after they, like they can hear super well after they, open there uh, i guess that's true you know if they're underwater they probably can't just have a, their face all the way open the whole time yeah and here's the thing like if this was real life bro i'd be i'd be set <laughs> oh yeah for those who don't know i'm i'm uh i was a swammer or i guess that's double negative uh i am a swammer past tense um so i'd be good i would survive all day long all well, day. I think your issue is getting to the water. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's Once you, that's your first I priority. Right next to a river. So a I'm, river. Yeah, seriously. It's, different it's a than... loud river too. I'm set, dude. Um also, I understand why water is their weakness, because I've had swimmers ear and I can't imagine hearing being my only sense and having swimmers ear. That would be awful. Yeah, as somebody so. who's who has had ear infections because of like the ocean and whatever, that it does sound terrible. So that definitely checks out as far <laughs> as it being their weakness. So, <laughs> well, I guess there are other weaknesses, like whatever frequency or whatever. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can we just talk about? I think, um, and I mean, I'm not a huge horror, like not even huge. I generally don't like horror movies, scary movies. Like, I will. I watch things if I think the plot is interesting which is why I saw the first quiet place. I thought that it was a fascinating concept. Um, like, and then the second one, I was like, well, I'm already bought in, so I have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and also it looks really cool, but I don't know. Just the fact that, um, I feel like usually in horror, there's a, or like thrillers, you're trying to avoid the monster and like if the monster's in the same room as you, you're trying to get away or you're fighting it or whatever. But it's really kind of cool to have a monster that is so powerful, so strong, that if it knows where you are, like, that's too bad. You're done. Yeah. yeah. So like it you the focus is so heavily on hiding and like kind of evasion and you can move around and distraction and everything. Um so yeah, and like I think in a regular horror movie it's not a huge deal for like I don't know. Sometimes you if somebody knocks over 
a glass or something, it's like, oh no. And then you hope they didn't hear it or whatever. But I don't like, it just takes it to a whole nother level because you know, whereas in other horror movies, like with other monsters, if you knock over a glass, you're like, crap, the monster's here. Now we have to deal with it. In Quiet Place, you knock over a glass, it's like, the monster's here and I'm dead, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think that, like, the shot in the radio station, when she's climbing over the board and she, like, moves the papers for a second with her foot and, like, is trying to get down, that's so tense. And it's, like, really interesting. I haven't seen a whole lot of super tense scenes but on it, like I haven't seen anything like that where it's you know bright outside, you could see everything, but just like the focus on the foot with a coffee cup, you know, can be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I was holding my breath during that scene. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's super unique because have you ever seen the movie Don't Breathe? I have seen the trailers for it. <laughs> Same. Uh, I just thought that's funny. You <laughs> <laughs> brought it up as a comparison. It hasn't even seen it. <laughs> it's so funny. Although, I mean, that's still different, though, because, it, like, the guys, I've obviously I haven't seen the movie, but, like, the guy's blind. So even if they do make a noise, <laughs> they everything. can still, yeah, but even if they do make a noise, they can still, like, he's just a guy. He might be really strong and he has a bat or something, but. If if they make a noise and these aliens come. You're taking it too seriously. It's a joke. (laughs) It's a joke. No, Brandon, let me have this. (laughs) Should we... uh, What what else do we talk about? Do we upvotes and downvotes? Or does somebody else want to say something else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nope. 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 I'm done. Uh You said your piece? Okay, cool. Um, Go for it. One thing I actually really appreciate about this uh, film was the lack of of gore. Um, I feel like a lot of times, like horror or thriller movies, can like add so much that it's like distracting. Um, yeah. But I felt like, or or they'll just do it for gore's sake. Like they'll add gore for gore's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I felt like there was like just enough to make it like realistic um but not enough that it was distracting so i just appreciated that that's all i had to say yeah 100 percent. i agree with that that's like i don't enjoy movies that are just like go crazy on the gore just to go crazy on the gore mm-hmm. i never really understood it's like that we're rated r that. we can do what we want yeah exactly right. yeah yeah, so. I don't know but i will say there's a couple jump scares in this movie that works so well for me like in the train with the birds, dude. Mm. I literally almost jumped out of my seat. That got me so good. <laughs> dude, I'm like the worst. I'm the worst with jump scares. So like, <laughs> dude, they get me every time. And man, they and I was I was pleased that they only had you know like a few in this movie, um, because like it can still be so tense, but not have so many jump scares. So I appreciate that as well. Just right, like, it's very unique in that manner. I feel like a lot of horror movies i think rely too heavily on just jump scares it's like your whole movie is just like jump scare jump scare jump scare so that's another yeah. thing i love about these movies yeah there's an actual like consistent plot that's really interesting and they don't yeah they don't just rely on cheap gags yeah and and i do want to just a quick snippet on like 
all the actors in this movie and actresses did a phenomenal job. It was so good. I feel like both the kids are like so excellent. Like, yeah, I feel like what they both did, especially the girl, is just like incredible acting. And especially yeah. from, you know, how young they are. And I mean, I guess I don't know how much experience. I know I've probably seen them in other things, but but man, I, they just did such a phenomenal job. And I guess that's in part probably due Krasinski, right? Because he's the director, so he's part in that. But yeah, I thought that just incredible acting across the whole movie. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I, what else do they do? Like, I don't know if I've seen her or him in anything, but I, I, I do agree. They definitely, they, they're incredible. I looked they're, up Millicent Simmons, who is the girl. She's known for a quiet place. Uh, Wonderstruck, Quiet Place 2, and This Close. So, yeah, I don't know. She's only had seven acting credits as an actress. Um, oh, dang. So she's like, I mean, she, probably after this, though, like, yeah, she's I'm gonna sure get, she's get a lot of <laughs> people are going to be like, like coming. I felt like that would have happened after a quiet place, like the first one, because she did a pretty good job there. But well, maybe the focus was more on her on this one, and so like, yeah, I don't know. I think because Quiet Place, the first one, like it, it came out in twenty eighteen. So like, that's not a yeah, whole they lot. Probably of time. went right into this one after it, so. right? But like, she does have thirteen self appearances since twenty. 17 like on tv on, like tv and whatever plus like is she even 18 yet because if she's not 18 yet then like for when they you know when they're i have jobs acting um they're much more strict on like schedule that you can have for, for she jobs. turned 18 this year yeah so i mean like she probably can't do you know multiple movies at a time because they're only allowed to work so many hours and a week yeah and things like i didn't that, think about so. that yeah. I thought that was for kids under than 16, though. I think it's 18. I don't know. She huh. was born still in a minor. 2003. You're a minor under 18. Which is kind of crazy to think about. That is wild. So, I do... Just like a really interesting fact. Oh, we, I think she is actually deaf. Yeah. So, um, she... Did I just totally steal your fact? No. Oh, okay, good. Not totally. <laughs> but I listened to this podcast... Um, I used to listen to it, but it's called the DCA, like Directors, maybe DGA, Directors Guild of America. After a movie would come out, a lot of it would be you know, like artsy movies or whatever, but sometimes there would be movies like A Quiet Place. And it was an interview with uh, John Krasinski, and I think it was Jason Bateman, I want to say, that interviewed him or something um, about. The, about quiet place and it's like i think it's really cool just because they talk about like directorially how the whole process was and how um like yeah it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned sound editing because john krasinski in that interview they were talking about like yeah the sound editing is amazing and he said yeah i was super obsessed over it i knew that i was going kind of crazy when i asked the like sound editor could you make that nail sound more wet? And which, which <laughs> like, I know, I know what Steve's talking about, 
but yeah, that's crazy. The stairs. He, yeah. He also uh, said, uh. he also told the story about meeting, um, meeting this girl, Millicent. And I guess they like went and uh, they went to her house with, you know, like with her parents, they're having dinner or something. And I th- like, he was trying to learn sign language or like he was kind of learning and he kind of took her aside and was like, Hey, could you show me how to sign? I think he had it written down what he wanted uh, at the very end of quiet place. The first one, when the dad Lee like yells right before that, he signs like, I love you. I've always loved you. Like, I'll, you know, I, f- I forget what exactly it is, but he had her sign that like before they were even shooting or anything. And he said that she was signing it and he just started like crying. Cause he was like, this is going in the movie. This is a, oh, like, this is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So. I, I didn't know she was actually deaf. That's, I mean, I, may, I probably did know that after the first one, but probably forgot about it, but I don't know. That's so cool. And I guess like, it probably helped a ton having her be actually deaf because then when they were filming scenes and, and like, you know, like her natural reactions as a person is that of a, a deaf person. So right. like, that's really cool. And huh. yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. And that's super cool. There you go. What well, does then, anybody, are we going to go into upvote downvote now or do you guys? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, uh, but we got to give the kid, the, the, the guy a little shout out Give him some love. He was in Ford versus Ferrari, Kyle. Did you know that? It's the same. I kid. think I did know that. I think I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking I at that on I completely IMDb. forgot. <clears throat> so, anyways. It, it's one yeah, of those where, like, numbers. it looks, he looks really familiar. And yeah. then, like, you look it up, you're like, oh, yeah, I have seen that, that kid before. Downton Abbey. He's in that. He's huh. in there. Well, Thanks. There you go. All right. Yeah. Upvote, downvotes. Um, well, I already said my my down vote, and I already forgot what it was. But uh, I thought it's it definitely, was wasn't it the doc? People are bad. Yeah, people are bad um, in uh, cliche ways. So that's my down vote. Uh, up vote. Um, it is gonna be. I should have thought about this before. <laughs> Here's, here's your upvote. You I have your think. upvote. You I have your upvote for you. Are you, you ready have for my it? Up? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. It's creature design. Mm. <laughs> I just picked something we hadn't talked about yet that I enjoyed. Haven't done that, but, <laughs> but they, they <laughs> um, I mean, it's not different than like the last one. So right, but it, it's just really cool. It is. It is good. Um, I will give them that. I tried. You did. You did. Um, I can go if you want. Yeah, I want you to go. Okay. Yeah. So my upvote, I think, is, and I I already talked about it a little bit, is just how well they continued the the tone of the first one into the second one. And just like, literally, I feel like you could play these movies back to back and it's just one incredible experience. Um, and I think that was like a lot of sequels. I don't think do that super well where you just pick up right where the last one left off and like continue on like same tone, same everything. Uh, so I thought that was just excellent overall. Mm-hmm. And then 
downvote would probably be, I think there's like a couple of, of little things that they maybe like just dropped out of this movie um, that I think should have been there after the first one. So I guess my upvote and downvote are kind of contradictory, but it, it more specifically in the first one, I, I just remember it being such a big deal that, you know, after uh, she got the hearing aid, whenever a creature was getting closer, it would like, you know, whatever, make that noise in her head and it would bother her. And so she almost had like an alarm or a proximity alarm in the first movie. And they didn't use that once in this movie. And I think that was a huge letdown for me. I was like, especially the part where she's like going off on her own. Like, why would you not have that on your head as a proximity alarm? Like that just bothered me a lot. Um, that's so that's true. probably my, my down vote. And then there's like a couple like illogical things, like the whole amp that had no power to it. She like cut the <laughs> yeah, power and they're using I... it. So that bothered me. And, and there's like a couple of other little things, you know, the Kyle nitpick or whatever the heck it's called. But um, yeah, so that's probably my down vote. Yeah, I forgot about that from the first one. Um, but yeah, the, the no power to the amp thing was uh, kind of comical. Yeah, it was like you so easily could have used something. Like you didn't that even have to like show them cutting the power cord. Yeah, right. It just has batteries or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. in fairness, like amps do have batteries, but then why show them cutting off the power cord? Like, just tuck it into something, you know? Like, I don't right. know. Um, I think I've been trying to think about my upvote. I think my downvote. Um, among just kind of some of the things I mentioned, the we already talked about the kid getting up and going upstairs for no reason at all. Um, but I think my downvote was that, and maybe this was, I mean, I'm sure it was on purpose, but I really wanted to see more of uh, Jimon Hansu's character, like the guy in the... Um, whatever the guy on like on the village who you know like help they drive away the monster and then they get to the radio station and he just like all of a sudden dies which i like yes i appreciate it it's kind of a samuel l jackson moment in uh forget the name of that movie like deep blue or something but and like it just still felt kind of like i feel like he should be smarter than this he should so, know what's going I, on. I do have a quick rebuttal there because uh, I thought about this right after the movie. Um, and I was content with him dying because they had been living for the past probably almost the whole time on that island without the fear of these things constantly lingering over That's them. true. So they don't – they aren't as careful, right? Naturally, they wouldn't be as careful, I think, you know, because after you're safe for a year and a half and then, you know – as opposed to somebody who's been living in it for a year and a half, they're going to be way less careful naturally. I think. Um, I understand that. I still think he's a really cool actor, and I want yeah, no, hundred percent. I did want more of him as well. Yeah, but I thought about that specifically about how I was mad, but then I was like, you know, he's probably not as careful and things like that. So, but yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It also makes more sense why, like, when the monster starts rampaging through the town, that everybody gets up and runs around and is screaming and everything. Right, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. That was my downvote even though it was just something that I wanted and ultimately if I had my way I probably wouldn't have served the story as well. Anyway, my upvote, kind of like Kyle said, there are, I mean, 
there are a lot of things I could upvote, but um, I think it's really cool that it is like a cohesive story in terms of like after the first episode or not episode after the first whatever uh, movie. I don't know why that was so hard to think of (laughs) (laughs) after the first movie, like for the second one, we pick up right where it left off. Um, And I feel like it also ended really well where the first one ended and I was like, that's cool. Like it's kind of ambiguous, but also it's like, you basically know what's going to happen. And then same with this one where like picked up, right from the get-go and the ending is kind of ambiguous but it's hopeful because like you know it's kind of know what's going on know what's going to happen um and so i have a prediction actually i think that this is going to be a trilogy where we have the first movie is just like basic survival and at the very end they figure out okay this is how we actually fight them instead of just living like this and then dying And then the second movie is figuring out, okay, this is like more survival, how to survive kind of on the road. And then at the very end, figuring out, okay, this is what we can do to actually change, you know, like this is what we can actually do to do stuff about it. And then the third movie I think will be more like um, what (laughs) Brandon, what you said you didn't really want was like okay we know how to fight the monsters we're fighting the monsters but also people are bad trying to figure out like how to get the world back to normal and how people can go back to normal and yeah so if there is a third movie that's what i think it's gonna be and i kind of hope there is one i i agree and i think i don't know just i hopefully they do it really well but i definitely think it won't be as good just because like I, whenever you get more macro, I feel like it, it always decreases the quality. Yeah. Uh, not always. There are some, you know, rare exceptions. Um, so hopefully it is an exception. But, dude, I'm ready for just, like, 10 different movies of, like, 10 different families. <laughs> like, I'm just ready for it. Just start popping them out. You ready for this I'll to watch be, like, all. The Purge or something? Yeah. <laughs> dude, if they, like, I'd love, you know, I feel like they could do some really cool stories that are happening at the same time at the other side of the world, like, I'm so down for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like that would be almost like a good show, like like uh, like an hour and a half sh- ep- like shows, kind of like how they did Sherlock, like that length. Yeah, that'd be like, cool. But like ha- it's almost like mini movies, um, and they're all self-contained, and they're all like Black Mirror. Each you don't need to watch another one for it to make sense. So right. But the thing is, I need to see all these in theaters. It just increases the quality so much. Yeah, or you just need true. to beef up your your movie room. I mean, I have a pretty good one, but I still think just like being there with other people and like I don't know. I think it. I think it adds a lot to it. But yeah, I was thinking this kind of has something to do with this, but like thinking about the movies that I'm seeing in theaters. That if my kids are into movies that I want them to see, like especially if my kids are going to watch all the Marvel movies then we can't watch Endgame not on like a giant screen or at least not in a home theater with like surround sound and everything. So yeah, I, 
I have plans to build a home theater, not that I actually have written plans, just that I understand it's a necessity for the future. Amen. <laughs> um, all right, so I figured out my upvote. Okay, so in the beginning, there, like most of the beginning is probably like the part with John Krasinski. That was, it was phenomenal. I thought it was super well done and it gave a little yeah. bit of origin, like kind of just tasting just a little bit, a little bit of taste. It was good. Um, but they had um, a one, like, uh, like, what is it called? Shoot, I forget. Where there's no cutscenes, like a one take. Um, uh-huh. They had one of those in there and I'm a sucker for those. Those are like, I love those. Those are my bread and butter. But they did it so well, I didn't realize they were doing it until the end. So I have no clue how long that one take was. Um, so I thought they did a phenomenal job with that. So but that's that's what I got. Um, I like it. All right. So we're going to, that's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you made it here, congrats. True. I feel like um, I could talk about this movie forever. But I know, for real. Do you have any um, recommendations? Yeah, like drop them in our Instagram. No, I mean, or, yeah, like oh. us. Yeah, us <laughs> yeah, recommending. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> For like yeah, uh, what we've been yeah. watching or whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's like. Let's what you're say, looking forward to. What do we do? Uh, let's what just you're consuming what, and what you're looking forward to? Or do we just yeah, want to do one of two? Yeah, consuming and what you're looking forward to. So, I'm, I'm currently consuming Loki. Um, Same. And. I Looking forward to it. Hasn't changed since last year's Dune. So, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I can go. Um, I haven't been consuming much. Been really busy, but I did um, recently take a trip to Seattle. And on the plane, I watched A Promising Young Woman, and very good movie. Um, definitely recommend it. It is the subject matter is very difficult, uh, but it is really well done. I highly recommend it. And then what I'm looking forward to is uh, really just getting back in theaters, watching movies. I love just sitting there watching the trailers. Yeah. Um, I have, I am consuming right now. I'm consuming Rick and Morty, but uh, I did just finish consuming invincible, which is a Amazon prime. Oh, so good. It was very good. It's also very gross. I watched the first episode <laughs> at the end, at the end of the first episode, I was like, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. This is disgusting. But, um, yeah, watch that. And, uh, invincible is good. And I'm also looking forward to stuff in theaters. So nice. it's like black widow. All right, let's say our name and what franchise, other movie franchise is connected to A Quiet Place, and they're going to have a guest appearance in uh, part three. So I'll go first. My name is Brandon, and John Wick is connected to A Quiet Place, and we're going to see Keanu Reeves uh, avenging his dog from <laughs> Monsters. <Nice. laughs> All right, I'm Kyle um, and Bird Box. I'm ready for no senses. Let's go. No senses at all. <laughs> no, none. <laughs> I'm Davis, and uh, I think uh, the Fast and the Furious series. The next, the next episode, they're just going to come all electric out. cars. It's going to be no. It's going to be <laughs> the biggest cars you've ever seen, and they're just going to be massive and roll over all the aliens. Uh, very nice, very nice. And <laughs> the Rock is just going to go around punching them and stuff. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Peace. Yeah. Peace out. Bye.